just some trigger warnings for this episode. It does talk about children dying in some pretty horrible stuff. We do end the episode with Florida Man to kind of lighten the mood up a little bit, but this is just some stuff we wanted to warn people like this stuff is out there, you know, watch out, be careful of what you do and stuff like that. So yeah, please just be warned. There's trigger. You're going to get mad and it happens. Like we spent the whole episode mad and it happens, but we just want you guys to be aware that this stuff is out there. Hi and welcome to We Love Dead Things. I'm Candy. I'm tired. Yeah, she is tired. I see I'm loud sometimes, like... Because you're, like, leaning in. Yeah, that's true. Let me put my head over here. <laughs> it's, it makes a difference, though, when I'm looking at my computer and looking at the mic, obviously. So, and today we're talking about... It's another true crime episode. Yeah. So we should just title it. It's another like true crime We might as well. We don't even have anything figured out for a cheesy title. Yeah. Not another true crime episode. Much like not another teen movie. Yep. We were talking about that at my friend's barbecue last night. I don't remember why. I can't tell you why I wasn't there. <laughs> he knows why. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> the, te- the younger generation, the teenagers, will remember Chris Pine as... Captain America, but our generation remembers him as the dude from Not Another Teen Movie because he spoofed Freddie Prince Jr. and she's all that. And then we started talking about the scene where he was wearing the shaving cream bikini with the cherries. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't like strawberry shortcakes. And he's like, it's a banana split. And he turns around and he's got the banana hanging off his butt with a big dollop of uh, whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. That's oh how our God. generation will remember Chris Pine. Yeah. Honestly, Chris Pine is probably the only person on the planet who can get away with a whipped cream bikini. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so. I always think about him in Fantastic Four, though. The first Fantastic Four live-action movie they made was crap. He was in it. See, it was so crappy, I don't even remember it. He was Mr. Fantastic. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to rewatch that because honestly I don't even remember the whole, I don't remember it at all. You know, I remember that he was Mr. Fantastic and Jessica Alba was the invisible girl because me and a friend of mine got into a conversation about if they had sex and she went invisible, would you see him come in her? Hmm. That's actually a very interesting question. It really is and it's actually really inappropriate because we were like 13 when that movie came out. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about worse things. We honestly did. We live in this shitty-ass town. We started Truth or Dare in, like, the third grade, and it was not PG-13. I remember playing Spin the Bottle in, like, second grade. Yeah. And nobody wanted to be the one the bottle landed on, because everybody around you disgusted you, because we were, like, seven. Yeah. But we still played. (laughs) So, today we're talking about... 
basically crimes against children. Yeah. Because both of us wound up with children's stories, so. Mm. Who wants to go first? Who went first last time? I don't remember. I don't either. You go first. Okay. Okay. So, I got interest in this story because I'm really big into ARGs, the alternative reality games, Mm -hmm. and I watch a lot of videos on YouTube. And there's this one called Pets Cop, which is an alternative reality game about a video game. Mm Mm-hmm. And the dude made up the game. It doesn't actually exist. But, like, he made all the graphics and stuff. It's actually really cool that he did all this. But inside, like, Nightmind's video of that game, because I always listen to Nightmind. I love Nightmind. Mm -hmm. Um, He talks about the different theories behind it. And one of them is about this girl named Candace Newmaker. And I was like, oh, I have to look this up because I want to know. So I looked it up, and it's a really fucked up story. Mm Mm-hmm. So, of course, like, I got obsessed with it. Because it's just terrible. hmm So, that's how I got and found this case. So, mine's on the murder of Candace Newmaker. Candace Elmore was born on November 19th, 1989. Yeah, she was born five days before, four days before me. And you guys have the same first name. And we have the same first name. Is she also from the same state as you? No, she's from... North Carolina. Okay. And her parents had been neglectful and abusive to her and her brother and sister. So they got taken from the home when she was five years old. And Jean Newmaker adopted Candace when she was seven years old. So Jean began taking Candace to therapy sessions, complaining about her attitude and behavior. And for years, she noticed that Candace's attitude got worse. Like, it got to the point that she was, like, lighting fires and killing fish. I can understand that. Like, I'd be a little worried about that, too. Yeah. So, she wound up hearing about this treatment called uh, attachment therapy from her, the, from Candace's psychologist. Mm -hmm. And Jean decided to try it because she just wanted something to help Candace. And she and Candace traveled to Evergreen, Colorado, because that's where attachment therapy was, like, big and kind of where it started. It's where it started. Mm-hmm. In the 2000s. It's, so like, in 2000. And the therapy, like, the therapy thing would last for, like, two weeks, and then they'd go back to North Carolina. So then I have to explain what attachment therapy is. Mm-hmm. On Wiki, it's actually described as a potentially abusive and pseudoscientific intervention. It's actually caused six documented deaths in children. And basically, the idea behind the therapy is to reduce a child back to the infancy stage and have them reborn to their new parents who who will take care of them. Mm -hmm. They actually hold the child down to produce responses like rage and despair because eventually that will lead to catharsis and after they reach catharsis then the parent can start taking them and like reparent them and regrow them basically Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to uh, form an attachment bond between them they're not a plant yeah you can't do that to a human Mm -hmm. being nope 
you can't. But they tried. What the fuck? So Candace wound up dying in the second week of this treatment. Um, she was how old? She was, by this point, 2000s, we were third grade, fourth grade? No. Fourth grade. I remember your year ahead of me. You were fifth grade. So me and Candace would have been fourth grade. Yeah. Because I started fourth grade in 2000. I remember that. (laughs) So um, the therapy was done by Connell Watkins, Julie Ponda, British St. Clair. I accidentally wrote St. Flair. Yeah. And Jack McDaniel. And then, of course, Jean Newmaker was there. Mm -hmm. And it was during what Watkins called the rebirthing session. And basically, Candace was wrapped in a flannel sheet and then covered with pillows. And this was to simulate the womb and birthing canal. It It gets worse. It's terrible. She was told to fight her way out of it. Oh, my God. And they were hoping that the experience would make her feel reborn to her adoptive mother, Jean. Mm -hmm. And four of the adults, weighing a combined total of almost 700 pounds, also used their hands and feet to push on Candace to resist her from getting out. Yeah. A 10-year-old. Nine-year-old. Yeah. So... Candace obviously complained, screamed, and pleaded to get out of there because she had no air. Mm -hmm. And she said several times during the session that she was dying. Mm -hmm. And Julie Ponder would respond, you want to die? Okay, die. Go ahead, die right now. All while she's wrapped in all this stuff and can't get out and they're holding her down. What the fuck? So, about 20 minutes into the session, so this is going on for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. Candace vomited and excreted mm-hmm. inside the... Blanket yeah. tomb. And they restrained her in it still. She probably started seizing at that point. Too much weight on your head and cause seizures. Yeah, I don't know if she seized or not. I mean, because she's struggling to get out, too, yeah, so you she can't really have, tell. You really can't tell the difference between grandma and struggle at that point. 40 minutes in, oh Jean said to Candace, this baby doesn't want to live, she's a quitter, and Candace responded saying no. And that was her last word. Mm. Ponder replied by calling her quitter multiple times. Like, she said, you're a quitter, 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 she's a quitter. Like, multiple times. And then Jean was... Eventually, Jean was asked to leave the room because they didn't want Candace to pick up on her sorrow. Mm -hmm. And then later, Jean said that she felt like she was rejected by Candace's inability to be reborn. Because they fucking murdered her. Yeah. How do you expect a kid to get past you know four full grown adults? I told you this is going to piss Dude, you off. Dude, put me in a room with this bitch for five minutes. I'm going to punch her in the vagina. Jack McDaniel and Britta St. Clair were then asked to leave the room as well, mm-hmm. leaving just Watkins and Ponder. Mm-hmm. After five minutes of them being alone with Candace, they unwrapped her body and she was laying motionless with blue fingertips and lips. Mm-hmm. Watkins declared, 
Oh, there she is. She's sleeping in her vomit. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. That's what was said. And this is in 2000? This is in 2000. Jean, who was watching on a monitor, rushed into the room and started CPR Mm -hmm. while someone else called 911. When paramedics arrived 10 minutes later, McDaniels told them that Candace was left alone for five minutes during therapy. And they came back and found her not breathing. But you know those dipshits are fucking recording that shit. So paramedics were able to restore her pulse, but she was declared brain dead. Mm -hmm. The entire 70-minute session was recorded. That poor baby. I know. That's really disturbing. So, Watkins and Ponder were tried and convicted of reckless child abuse resulting in death and received 16 years sentence in prison. That's it? That's it. St. Clair and McDaniel pleaded guilty and had been charged 10 years probation, 1,000 hours of community service. That's it. Jean Newmaker, who was a nurse practitioner, pleaded guilty and was given four years suspended sentence, after which her charges were expunged from her record. Expunged? Yep. That means that she can adopt another fucking kid. Yes. She'd have to change her name, though. She would have to change her name. She would have to change her face, because you know she was on the news. Yeah. So... Afterwards, lawmakers made a law called Candace's Law. The law is only in Colorado and North Carolina, and it outlaws dangerous rebirth. I want to cry right now. It's horrible. Like, this is horrible. She would be our age. Yes. She was only four days older than us. You. Me. She was three months younger than me. Yeah. Four months younger than me. But it's absolutely horrible. Like, and I thought about not doing it because it makes me so mad. It's severely angering. Like, I want to punch something right now. Like, if you I want to go punch that bitch in the vagina and that's what I want to do. Yeah. Like, if you guys like us Googling right now, it's just because we're pissed off. It's like, we don't find anything funny. It's because we're pissed. And we should definitely... We're going to have to put a trigger warning into this episode because yeah. this is going to make people angry. I was going to anyways because it's kids yeah. and people get angry with kids. Yeah. So, but the reason I decided to share this anyways is because I think that it's not okay that only Colorado and North Carolina mm-hmm. have those laws. No, that should be everywhere. Yes, that should be everywhere. You should not be doing this to children. Like, I don't care what kind of attachment issues your child has, this should never happen to them. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not a way to get a child attached to you at all. No. And at any given point, you should not be holding a struggling person down. A little kid or a grown person. You can hurt them. You can hurt themselves. Obviously, they murdered this innocent little girl. And she's not the only one. There's five other ones. Mm-hmm. Is attachment therapy still a thing? Honestly, I didn't research any more on it. I would be very shocked if it was actually still a thing. But exorcisms are still a thing, and that's people have died during exorcisms. That's true. I figured since it's only outlawed in 
Colorado or North Carolina could potentially still be a thing that no one should ever, 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 ever do. And if people practice that, they need to have all their licenses taken away, not be allowed around children. Mm -hmm. Like, that is literally the worst. That is the worst thing. And that's the, like, the only reason I wanted to, like, bring that up on the podcast after, like, going through and reading all that is just because, like, people need to know that, like, this stuff is out there. And it's dangerous. And it's dangerous. Don't do it. And if you do do it, you're a bastard. I don't care. Yeah, you're a piece of shit and you need to just revoke your parenting rights. Send your kids here. I probably can't afford to take care of them, but I will take care of your kids. Yeah. If you're going to be that kind of parent, then... I'm a shitty parent, but I'm a better parent than that. Yeah. That is a piece of shit person to do something like that. Yeah. I can understand taking your kid in at the first place, like, especially in the, like, 2000s. Like, Mm. that was, like, when stuff was coming out, but, like, we didn't have the internet, like, the way we do now. Yeah. You know? So, like, you can't just research that stuff. So, I can understand going there and trying to... Because it sounds good. It sounds... Attachment therapy doesn't sound bad. Yeah. You know, the way it sounds, it sounds awesome, but what they do is bad and terrible. I don't understand why, like, you would go through with that. Especially to that length. Like, I've heard of people doing... I have heard of people doing, like, rebirthing um, through hypnosis. That's way better. That sounds a lot better if you can tolerate being hypnotized. Yeah, that sounds like a better option. But this, no. And I did a quick little Google search um, on attachment therapy, whether it's still being practiced. And apparently it's a thing. It's still happening. Yeah, and then part of it is there's, like, this attachment. I can't remember what it is now. I remember reading about it, and I didn't write anything about it down. Some kind of, like, attachment thing that people think that this... People would assume this therapy was about that, but it's not. Mm -hmm. So there is, like, another thing out there that sounds similar, but it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. And she paid $7,000 for that. Mm-mm. Well, she got away with it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. She didn't deserve it. And, like, I get, like, well, I don't get any of it, but your daughter is stating several times that she's dying, mm-hmm. and you still don't take her out of there. Yeah. And that's the, the craziest thing about it is, too, because she's not... Her biological mother, she did, or at least she was making herself out to be the mother that the little girl couldn't have. Because it takes a special kind of person to adopt a kid, especially a kid who comes from a fucked up background, but then to go and put them in a worse situation that inevitably kills them, that just makes you worse than the family she was living with before. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. And that's that's all I have on it, mm-hmm. but like I just wanted okay. to bring 
awareness to that situation because that is evil i heard like i can't remember who it was but somebody said that attachment therapy worked for them or something like that Mm -hmm. and i'm just like did it or do you just have different issues now Mm -hmm. because it's like that's somebody you trust how can you trust somebody if they put you in a blanket and have five other people hold you down and smother you And then you trusted them before they did that. Like, how do you trust them afterwards? Mm -hmm. And, like, how do you keep going on knowing, like, something like that happened to you? Because, honestly, I would have PTSD from it. I definitely would. It's fucked up. Beyond. That is fucking evil. It is. Man. We should do Florida Man after this. Read a couple Florida Mans. (laughs) That should be our thing. When you have a particularly enraging episode, like, pop out a couple Florida mans real quick. Everybody loves a good Florida man. We can do that at the end of the episode. I think that sounds like fun. So mine, while it is enraging, is nowhere near as as severe. And it's still, like, beyond fucked up. And mine is more recent. It actually took place a couple years ago. I'm so sorry. You already found one? No, I'm on Instagram. Oh. Because <laughs> I posted... I'm so sorry. No. I posted a picture of my corn dogs that I made. They look like fingers. That's what somebody else said, too. They look like creepy fingers. They do look like somebody's burnt fingers. <laughs> That's what I do in my spare time. Cook fingers in my toaster oven. Mm. You could cook worse things in your toaster oven. You could cook penises. Is that worse or better? I'm just kidding. That'd be worse. No, no. I prefer them attached to the person. <laughs> I would never. That's just me. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> so, we are going to talk about Deja Bosby, which I had to listen to a news story to make sure that her name was pronounced Deja because it's spelt differently than the one we know. So, just be on the safe side. She was a 16, no, 18-year-old young woman. She was beautiful. She was a high school senior getting ready to graduate. Like, two months she would have graduated. So, Deja Bosby was an honors student who had been first in her class at Southwest High School. She ran track, played volleyball, She was a JROTC member and captain of the cheerleading squad. She was like, all-American girl. Like, she did it all. She was not me in any aspect of things. I dropped out of marching band because I was too lazy to continue. I was too lazy to turn my homework in, even though I already did it. Oh, I was never in class. I don't understand how I graduated on time with a decent GPA. I was never in, like, half my classes. I just didn't want to go. But she was, like, she was a good kid. You know, on paper, she was a great kid. She was awesome. And people said that she was, too. So, oh, by the way, this takes place in um, Kansas City. That's in Kansas, right? That could be in Missouri. Okay. Jackson County? Yeah, I think that's Missouri. Okay, Missouri. Sorry. It didn't bother you to stay... I was reading, like, the story, and I was getting pissed off. So, 
Deja was last seen alive at 8.30 p.m. on March 20th when she left her home after receiving a call from her dad. His name was Jerry. He sounds like a dick already. Jerry. I don't know anybody named Jerry. I watched Parks and Recreation and honestly, Jerry's my favorite character. Really? I don't know anybody named Jerry, but that I can think of. He's like, they tried to, like, he's like the nicest character in the whole show. Mm -hmm. And they pretty much use him as a scapegoat for everybody else's anger. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel so bad for him. And on Tom like, and Jerry. Awesome. The only Jerry I know. Oh, no, I had a canary named Jerry. You can understand why I named him Jerry. Yeah, because canary. Yeah, duh. I was five. Don't judge me. I named my cat Meow in my the fourth friend, grade. My friend has a cat named Meow. She got him like eight years ago, nine years ago, maybe longer. How old are we? 29. Okay, she's had him since we were in high school. <laughs> anyway, that night around 9.30 p.m., Jerry rented a room at the Four Acre Motel, and around 3.30 in the morning... A man matching his description was seen on surveillance video walking away from the hotel. Around noon the next day, a motel employee went in to clean that particular room, which I believe was room 212. I want to say it was 212 because I remember gasping. Cause... Anyway. And they found her lying face up on bed. On, on the bed. I know how to type. Her dad's car was actually still outside in the parking lot. He said that his car died. Jackson County Medical Examiner ruled that the teenager had been killed by smothering and was also sodomized. Three days later, Jerry was picked up wearing the same clothes he had seen the morning that his daughter died. While being questioned, he claimed he had rented the room for her and some friends, only stayed 20 or 30 minutes before leaving on foot because his car wouldn't start. He denied having sex with his daughter, apparently. He had a pretty big criminal background as well. Mostly, like, drug charges and domestic assault and multiple DUIs. That's pretty much where that part ends. We're going to talk more about Deja than her dad because I don't want to talk about him all that much because he was a fucking asshole, apparently. Deja, who had been... She was set up to be the school's salutatorium at Southwest High School that year, was planning on going to the Grambling State University that fall. She had four surviving siblings... And her mother was still alive, and so was her grandmother as of 2016. I'm not sure if she still is. Possibly. Um, October of that year, Jerry pled not guilty to the rape and murder of his daughter. But he was held on bond of $75,000, and I did look up a quick... Um, search to see if he was still in jail and they keep pushing his trial back. He keeps calling for extra time. So they're getting him extra time. So he's still in jail. According to the Jackson County prosecutor, Jean Peters Baker, she was someone that exceeded everybody's expectations and she absolutely exceeded the expectations of her environment. She exceeded all obstacles that were placed in her way, and there were many. Christina Jackson, a fellow cheerleader who played sports with Deja, 
said, it's been a long time coming. It really makes me sad that she almost made it out to college. I hope they prosecute him to the fullest extent. A dad is supposed to be someone to protect you and keep you safe. And he did the exact opposite. Which is true. We look to our dads to take care of us, you know. Your dad is your first hero. According to her grandmother, Jerry had been very abusive towards her mother. And about a month after Deja's murder, the mother had taken out a restraining order against him. She was in fear of her own safety and probably the safety of the other kids. Yeah. So she probably was. I would be. Even behind bars, a person is dangerous. So, during their May 10th graduation ceremony, Deja's classmates dedicated it to her. Because, because she was supposed to be at their salutatorium, they decided that it would be in her honor. They draped a chair that she would have sat in with her honor cord. She had an ad- academic hood and photo. The school leaders had said that she had been offered scholarships to over a dozen colleges. Um, but she chose Grambling State University. Her cheerleading coach, Haley Steele, encouraged Deja's friends to focus on the beauty and strength of her life and legacy of endurance, selflessness, and love that she left behind. She was the rose that grew from the concrete. For several months, friends and classmates of Deja's worked to keep her memory alive, and in August of 2016, they organized a vigil at Mill Creek Park to call more public attention to her case. Only about two dozen people attended, and they hoisted pictures of Deja, poster boards filled with messages of love for her and pink balloons. After many months, the truth came out, said Esther Williams, who was principal at Southwest High School. The hurt still remains, but there is some peace in the hearts of those who love our friend. And that was about her father being found guilty. They keep pushing this thing back, but he's guilty. Yeah. And I think that's more his sentencing than anything that they're pushing back at this point. Because he's a sorry-ass mofo. I would have gone more into them, too, just because it was really messed up. But because she was... um, It's so recent. And there doesn't seem to be too much information about her. She did, I guess, have a YouTube page, though. Or, you know, it's just kids having fun. Yeah. You know, just fun videos of like dancing and singing and stuff like that. I didn't actually watch the videos of that's a unique honor from the screenshot or the icon photo, whatever it's called. That's super, like this whole thing is just crazy because you don't know what she was doing at the hotel room, mm-hmm. why she went, like all that stuff. Like, well, Why would you call your kid to come to a hotel? Yeah. And why would you as the kid come? Unless, like, maybe he was, like, if she lived with him and he was, like, something happened in the house, we have to stay at a hotel tonight or something. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't say anywhere that I found if her parents were still together. So I'm wondering if maybe she was called there because that's where he was staying at the time or so he says. We don't know. They don't say why he called. All they know, like, all the grandmother, the grandmother had said that she received the call from her father, and she went. He's her dad. My dad has called me to come to some places that I'm like, what the hell are you doing there? And I don't think twice. I go, he's my dad. 
I think that's the big thing is you don't usually think about stuff like that when it comes to your parents. Yeah, I drove all the way from Albany, Oregon to Medford, which is like a five-hour drive Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night in a fog so dense that an airplane couldn't land in it Mm -hmm. on the interstate in the middle of the night Yeah, because his airplane couldn't land in Eugene. Mm -hmm. And I made that go. Yeah. Yeah, you go because he's your dad. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing is that, especially when you're so young, I mean, she was only 18. It's really fucked up. That story pissed me off. And originally, the story that I had planned was about a local girl to us. I didn't know her personally. But I wound up not doing that one just because I felt like an adult on a minor would, like, ring more than kids killing kids. Because those are just... A whole other level of anger. Yeah. Especially in that poor little girl. Like, I can't even call... I can't be calling certain people little girls. We were the same age. But I want to. Just because she will forever be a teenager when we got to grow up. Mm Mm-hmm. It is fucked up and we need some Florida, man. Yep. I have Florida... I have a Florida woman right here. Whoop, whoop. Florida woman charged with stealing a rental car says demons took it. Is there any more information on this? Let me click on the news article. A woman who was arrested after an SUV was stolen Thursday from an Ace Rents a car on Jacksonville's north side told News 4 Jax the demons took it. Gardenia McLeod McCullough, 23, appeared in court on Friday on car theft charges and her bond was set at 15000 She was wearing a red jumpsuit, which indicates to the guards in the jail that she needs extra attention. <laughs> and she was not wearing a long-haired wig that she had on the night before. Police said employees of the Renta car company found McCullough with the SUV less than a mile away at the Travel Lodge Inn in Suits on Airport Road. Surveillance cameras of the business caught a woman wearing the same clothing at the front desk. Moments later, a white Toyota RAV4 is seen driving away. The demons told me to do it. I didn't take it. The demons took it. (laughs) I tried to rent it, but y'all didn't want to rent me a car. Y'all talked about how y'all didn't have any cars to rent, so I stole your house's fucking car. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little ways away from the demons took it. Yeah, that's (laughs) demons. Sure. Florida man attempts to smoke crack in ICU, almost burning down the hospital. This is in 2015, I think. I'm on the Florida the Florida man Reddit page. Oh, 2014. Oh, I just googled Florida man compilation 2014 2015, and I got 2014. A 50-year-old man was arrested on Christmas Eve after allegedly taking crack cocaine into the ICU at North Okaloosa Medical Center to share with a patient there. A fire broke out when the patient who was on oxygen, (laughs) trying to smoke the cocaine from a homemade smoking device. The potential there 
was there for a lot of damage, said Crestview Police Lieutenant Donald Fountain. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been. It really <laughs> That is terrible. I have a whole list. I have another one. Naked Florida man crashes car, then leads police on a bizarre nude foot chase. Was he all greased up? Was this like a human version game of Catch the Pig? I don't know. We're opening it up. The website <laughs> is from the Metro UK. Oh my god. It's not even from the United States. But it's about Florida. A naked man crashes car into a fence before fleeing on foot in the buff. Xavier Chen, 20, abandoned his vehicle after the crash in Samol County, Florida on Sunday evening and began to run from the responding deputies without any clothes on. <laughs> Cell phone video showed the strange sight as Chen jogged through a field in an attempt to escape. Officers found Chen as he ran between homes trying to lose the police. <laughs> About a mile away from the crash site, Chen broke into the home of a man who was making dinner. What? Why, Why? would you? They're Why? home. Chen, who was covered in mud and blood, darted into the man's bedroom, jumped on his beds with the hope that police would never find him under the stranger sheets. A short time later, deputies found Chen, who had thoroughly dirtied up the rest of his bed. <laughs> he was arrested and taken to a local emergency room where he was treated for the injuries he sustained in the crash. Chen was charged with burglary, hit and run, criminal mischief, and resisting arrest. Public nudity? No. No. <laughs> it's not on there. Oh my god. So, <laughs> awesome. Fucking tried to hide under the bed. Yeah, the sheets, not even idea. under the bed. Under the sheets. <laughs> under the sheets. Was he really skinny? Um, fuck, I just closed the page, too. I can lose him under the blankets if they're he thick enough. He's kind of skinny. Yeah. About the same build. I can lose him under the comforter. Yeah, but, I mean... It was just the sheets. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Florida man flashes buttocks at IHOP after impersonating a police officer to get free food. He sounds like he had the right idea until he got caught. Man. Matt Skyda, 55, entered the IHOP around 1 a.m. Friday and told a server who asked if he had money, No, but I am a cop and I'm here to get food for free. According to a police report obtained by the Orlando Centennial, he then threatened to beat up the IHOP server and shouted, Hey, buddy, before dropping his pants and exposing his buttocks to the IHOP employee, according to the Centennial. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. That's <laughs> what guys say to each other when they do stupid shit like that. Yeah. I got a whole list. I'm trying to see if I can find something else. Drunk Florida man attempts to ride bike through Taco Bell drive-thru fights with police. Yeah, because you're not allowed to do that. No, you're not. You're not allowed to ride a bike, ride anything that's open like that. So, like... Shopping cart. Yeah. We've done that. Not allowed to do that anymore either. Basically, you have to be in a vehicle. 
Riding along in my automobile. Like, if it's not a street-ready vehicle, then you can't drive through the yeah. drive-thru. Because people try to climb in through the windows. Oh, yeah, so it's super easy. At least if they're in their car, you have a little bit more warning than the person who walked up mm -hmm. to your window. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in high school, um, we had the funny idea to go to Arby's right before closing, or when we knew they would be closing down, and we stole a shopping cart from Kmart. And rode it through the Arby's drive-thru because we knew that a friend of ours was manning the drive-thru. We didn't get in trouble or anything because the other friend that was pushing the cart worked there. It just was her night off. I've literally walked up to the windows and they've ordered. They've, like, yeah. taken our orders before. Yeah. But it's, like a, like, a new thing after all that stuff. Like, that lady who was, like, throwing stuff inside because they didn't have chicken nuggets or something More like that. Or the guy that threw an alligator into a Burger King. I think that was in Florida. <laughs> Here's your payment, an alligator. Yep. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Do we have a podcast recommendation? Yes. And I will tell you what it's called in a minute. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I think I've heard of it before, but I don't know. I messaged you about it. And so I'm going to give you a quick little synopsis. That's like, probably where I've heard about yeah, it before. The little um, Spotify info thing um, says, Arnie Nykamp fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King into the fantastical land of Foon. He's still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal, so he uploads a weekly podcast from the tavern of the, the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, where he interviews wizards, monsters, and adventurers. It's a major discovery. When he fell through the portal into Foon, he just happened to have his podcasting equipment with him. Lucky, lucky happens. I wish that would happen when I was leaving your place. Knowing my luck, it would happen tonight when I don't have my mic. Yeah. Never mind. I'd, well, and because I would really miss Will. Well, he's married and he has a kid. So is he, like, trying to get back home to this? Well, he's trying to figure out how he can, but until he figures shit out, he's just kind of chilling, hanging out. He told a flower that he's going to throw her off a fucking cliff because she's a bitch. Okay. She was a bitch. And she was suicidal, like, 15 minutes prior to all of that. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't have any recommendations. It's a... Really hilarious podcast. I'm only four episodes in, but I'm obsessed. Unless y'all haven't heard of Done Disappeared before. <gasps> yes. And if you have, they have more than one season. I'm still on season two because it's like 12 minutes long and mm -hmm. I don't make playlists. So it just like plays one episode and then I get tired of it because usually I'm driving a lot longer than 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I just listen to like a longer podcast. Yeah. But... Episode 2 is about geese ganking, mm -hmm. and it is hilarious. Honestly, I totally just ruined half of it, because, like, the first episode, like, he doesn't tell you it's about a geese. Mm -hmm. So this lady's talking about how she lost her dolly, blah, 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 and you're all like, oh, this is kind of sad, and then he talks about how it was a geese. A goose? <laughs> yeah. All the geese were missing in the town. That's a good thing. Geese are assholes. In Davistown, Pennsylvania. 
all the geese went missing. Geese are assholes. I haven't started season two. The only reason I even remember about what town he lives in is because I rewatched the whole first season with Will mm-hmm. while we were on vacation and we were making fun of how <laughs> he'd be like, here in Davistown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> just like like every episode he says Davistown, Pennsylvania like three times. Yeah. And it is just hilarious. It's so stupid. But it's hilarious. That's awesome. I need to get on it. Thank you for listening to We Love Dead Things. If you like what you hear, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at We Love Dead Things. Or you can find us on Twitter at We Love Dead Thing because Twitter wouldn't allow us to add an S. Also, please rate and review us. And you can hear us on any podcast catcher out there thank you for all your support keep doing those spooky things